Welcome, my fellow ghouls, to The Night Shift, a horror review show celebrating and critiquing terrors both old and new, while featuring the opinions of me, your host and horror cheerleader, Kyle Stook, along with my pool of guests, a blend of gorehounds, snobs, newcomers, and scaredy cats alike. Tonight, I am joined by my friend, my spooky buddy, the star of my moon, many other things, Abby Smith. Abby, how are you? Kyle, hi. I'm doing so great. That is exactly (laughs) what I wanted to hear. (laughs) I wanted to make sure you were doing good. So that makes me happy. Um, Because you're you're in the top 10 favorite people. I think you're amazing. And so I need you happy. I need you taken care of. I need you fed. I need you hydrated. (laughs) So, sounds like all those things well, are here. happening. I'm hydrated. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Heck yeah, you are. That's why you're here, because you are a <laughs> night shift. Um, let's see, what was I going to say? Um, night shift. I was, tr- I was trying to say, like, original night shift, like, boss. Lots of adjectives, and they all felt weird, so. I feel like I feel like you came up with a name. Yeah, a name for us early on, but I don't remember what exactly, it was. Exactly, and I don't need... That's what, yeah, you got it. That's what I was going for. Whatever that was is what I was going for. I remember that, that it was a thing. Okay, well, you're that... There's the name. Abby's that thing, and it's it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Audience is like, what a weird interaction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just go back and listen to, like, the third episode, yeah. and then... It's in there somewhere. Yeah, you'll find it. But uh, really quick, listeners, I do want to apologize because we had a huge, massive um, gap in terms of uh, our episode uploadage. And so we took a real long break. And I feel bad because in the episode uh, before the malevolent or uh, what was it? Not malevolent, uh, ma- malignant. Um, the f- before the malignant review that you and me did, uh, you and me did, Abby. uh mm-hmm. I was talking with Tyrell about how like, oh, spooky season's coming up. Halloween's coming up. It's October. We're going to do tons of reviews. And then that was the month that we were silent. And I apologize, listeners. Well, um, sometimes the spookiest thing of all is getting too busy. <laughs> I think you say sometimes the spookiest thing of all is the, is the podcasts you made along the way but didn't release. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, oh, is that what happened? Well, uh, no. Um, but yes, the the spookiest thing of all is <laughs> is uh, um, not having lots of time. You know, freelance work is what I'm doing right now, and it you know it's all over the place. And then life drama, and then you know just mental health. Like I'll admit, like the the earlier part of October just was feeling kind of down, kind of depressed, kind of anxious. And then throw in a nice, I just slapped my trash can to illustrate how uh, hyped up I am. You, pro- I don't know if you heard it or not, but um, uh, throw in an existential crisis too, where it's like, what am I doing? What's the point of what I make? Where do I go when I die? <laughs> Why make my life matter? All those thoughts were hitting Kyle Stook in October. And so uh, there was multiple times I scheduled night shifts with people. And then I just was like, hey, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to curl up in a blanket and feel bad for myself. So, but, which again, no, I know all of that's break. okay. We all, 
I don't feel ashamed for taking that time, but I do feel bad because we've just been silent. So I wanted to address why we've been silent. That's why. Kyle's freaking out, but I'm back. <laughs> just like my, Michael Myers. <laughs> you can't keep him down, baby. He's going to come back and he's going to kill people. That is where we differ, though. I don't no do that part. No stopping that one. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> But that's what we're talking about today, people. We're talking about Halloween kills. So, Abby, really quick, I want you to give us the plot synopsis of what Halloween kills is. But then I am going to give you the plot synopsis of what Peacock says Halloween kills is about because they're they're <laughs> very different and it cracks me up. So, please tell those, us, Abby, what's this those movie are about? Two different things. So, um, we kind of already covered it, but you got <laughs> it's Halloween. It's 2018. Michael Myers exists <laughs> and he's killing. Um, you know, you have a lot of, of people from from the town who care and they're they're freaked out. Everyone's freaking out. And that's kind of it. <laughs> I like how you said you have a lot of people from the town who care and my brain didn't like connect it to the past sentence about Michael Myers killing oh. people. So it's like Michael Myers is killing people. Yeah. Also, you have a town with people that care. <laughs> the people the people in the town um are real amped about Michael. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they may or may not say evil dies tonight a hundred times. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Don't use that phrase as your drinking game. You will get alcohol poisoning because every character says it <laughs> a multitude of times. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the this is the sequel to the 2018 Halloween, um, and so this is Halloween Kills. And yeah, Abby's right. It's it's really about the town being like, you know what, Michael Myers is such a dick killing us all the time. What if we? What if we took the fight to Michael? So that's really what the movie's about, which makes Peacock's um, description of Halloween Kills all the more <laughs> hilarious and inaccurate because um, this is what it, this is what the movie is according to Peacock. An injured Laurie Strode leads a vigilante mob to hunt down unstoppable killer Michael Myers and end his reign of terror once and for all. I don't know who wrote that, but they didn't see the movie because Laurie Strode's in a hospital the whole time. She's not leading anyone. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is too spoiler, but she's in the hospital the whole time. At one point, she's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go kill Michael. And then she never leaves the hospital. She doesn't even try to leave the hospital. She just puts her clothes on and walks around. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Get back in bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's ridiculous because she's like... She's like, you know, this is a quick spoiler for the first Halloween. So you haven't seen the first, and I mean the first new Halloween, which is so annoying. I'm tired of companies naming their their modern sequels the name of the original horror property that they are continuing. It's because again, you're like, what Halloween? You know, back from the like 70s slash 80s, or I guess 80s. Or Halloween from 2018. They did it with Candyman where they're like, hey, new Candyman. We're not going to call it Candyman, whatever correct number it is. We're going to just call it Candyman. It's like, which one are you talking about? It drives me nuts. Stop doing it. As if like coming up with a new idea isn't hard enough. Like they're not even going to come up with a new name. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and it's like, I'm sure it makes SEO weird, you know? Got to get that search engine optimization, you know? How are people going to find your product? Sorry, that's the marketer in me. Anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but this is the sequel to the 2018 Halloween, which is a sequel to the original Halloween. So it just, you know, it got rid of all the past sequels, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, I don't even remember, Halloween 5, I don't even remember. There's like a, there's H2O, there's... The Revenge of Michael Myers or something. This movie is in its own little universe that David Gordon Green has created. Anyway, um, but yes, to to go backwards to to what we were talking about, it's annoying um, what this movie does because yeah, it's it's like all right, Laurie Strode, she got injured in the first Halloween. That's what I was saying in terms of the spoiler of the first one. She gets stabbed at the end of the first Halloween. So she's she's not in good condition coming into this movie. So then she's in this movie and she's just in the hospital and you're like, oh, that's kind of sucks. Like Laurie Strode is supposed to be the hero and she's just kind of in a hospital. But it's also realistic because she got stabbed. So it's like, okay, fine. But then to what you were saying, Abby, there's a point where the movie's like, no. She doesn't want to be in the hospital anymore. She's she's a bad. Ass. She's gonna get out of bed and she's gonna go take care of business. And then she tries to, and then she's like, "Ow, ow, 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 my stitches. Ow, back to bed." <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> like you're making like you're not choosing which decision to make, and they're both really annoying. Anyway, um, we are getting ahead of ourselves, Abby. So thank you for the plot synopsis. So and yes, Peacock, I don't know what your what your deal is, but um, that's not what the movie was. So uh, change it. I, that's what I wish it was, but it's not. But again, we will get into that later. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back on our shifts here on The Night Shift. Don't go anywhere. fresh you know um (laughs) (laughs) uh, anyway it's very um, fresh (laughs) abby's like a little bit a little too fresh um (laughs) so we're back on the night shift again abby thank you so much for being here i love talking about spooky stuff with you appreciate you thank you for having me um, and so, like I said earlier, this is a sequel to the 2018 Halloween. This is also directed by David Gordon Green. It's also written by him. And funny enough, Danny McBride, he also wrote the earlier one, which is a weird choice. Everyone was kind of like, why is Danny McBride kind of taking this weird pivot from comedy to horror? Um, but him and David Gordon Green are good friends. They've worked on a lot of similar stuff together that was comedy. So he originally, David Gordon Green, was an odd choice for Halloween because people are like, that's the guy from Pineapple, who made Pineapple Express and who made Your Highness and The Sitter. Just lots of like raunchy comedies. Then kind of doing this weird pivot to horror, which he did some serious movies, but um like Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal, Joe with Nicolas Cage, which is one of those few movies where Nicolas Cage is kind of reined in, kind of chill, not screaming about the bees, if you know what I mean. Anyway, um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, we're back with another Halloween movie. There's been so many. I think this is like the 12th one they've made. Um, 
<sighs> but yeah, Abby, before we start, I think it's important to know how you felt about the original 2018 Halloween, because that informs a, lo- a lot of how I feel about this one. And I feel like as a, a heads up to people to give them a good sense of how they're going to feel about this movie is how they felt about the first one in 2018. So really quickly, uh, what did you think of the first 2018 Halloween, the the redo kind of sequel thing? Kyle, I, I have to come clean to you right now. I saw it on your um, face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've seen the original very first Halloween movie. Okay. Um. And when you asked if I wanted to review Halloween Kills with you, first of all, I did not realize that it was one of the like Halloween franchise movies. Uh. I was just like, a movie called Halloween Kills. Okay. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's one of these. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I don't have time to watch all 20 of them. So I'm just going to watch it because I didn't. <laughs> Uh, if I had known that it was just the sequel to like one movie, I probably would have gone back and watched it. But that actually does explain a lot of the uh, the thoughts that I have okay. for this movie. Because there were a lot of things that I was like, why do I feel like I'm seeing the second half? Of-? I literally was like, I feel like I'm seeing the second half of a story. Like there are so many things <laughs> that I'm like, you're like really not feeling me in here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah incredible okay well i appreciate your mm-hmm. honesty uh um, no problem i i i love it to me i love it specifically because i feel like i'm hyper aware of everything that's being made and like i know when things are coming out like years in advance like i i just read so much stuff and so sometimes that's good but then sometimes too I long for the the bliss that you have to where it's like, I know you the love naivete. horror. Well, I want to call it naivete, but you just like, you're not like going out of your way to know every movie that's coming out. And so I love that you're just kind of like, what is Halloween Kills? Like that to me is a beautiful sentence to where you're like, I didn't even know that they were doing this. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Halloween movie. I'm just like, sweet. Kyle's asking me to watch something scary. Okay. And then to like walk into the movie going, what's this about? And then be like, oh, I think that this is like <laughs> the sequel to something. I don't know. I just like, <laughs> I, again, I love that because I do think the positive is when you see movies in the correct chronological order, you're going in without knowing anything where I, I just can't help myself. I like watching trailers. I like reading reviews, um, interviews. I like hearing about the production to where I feel like I bring a lot of expectations and knowledge and usually my brain's doing the whole thing where it's like okay i've seen all these shots from the trailer i still haven't seen this one so that means i know that this thing's gonna come at some point Hmm. and so a lot of times i think that's unfair to the movie or like the most exciting scenes are shown or the best jokes and so again this is just a long-winded way of saying I like that we're different and I appreciate that you're able to bring that sense of like, listen, I don't care about the whole chronologicalness. I just want to watch good, scary movies. So here's my opinion of how this movie accomplished that, not giving a crap about any of that other stuff. So, <laughs> um, well, thank you. 
Yeah. I do want to hear your thoughts on the 2018 Halloween, though. Well, so uh, I'll preface that and then, yeah, let's jump into positives about this movie. I'm very curious how you felt about it, specifically now uh, with uh, having not seen the first one. Um, Again, the first one being the 2018. And I again, every time I have to say that, I feel more and more resentment for the filmmakers slash marketing team (laughs) for doing this to me. Anyway. The I saw the 2018 one in theaters and uh, back when it came out, and I had mixed feelings about it because it was done really well, and I feel similarly about this film where it's shot well, uh, it's acted well, but I was caught off guard by uh, what I dubbed the mean-spiritedness of it. It was really mm. weird because that movie, like this one, just takes a lot of time to be like, hey, here's really nice people being really nice and living their life. And then now, hello, here's Michael Myers, and he is just killing the shit out of them. And it's just really sad and kind of like a bummer and icky. It feels really icky. And so I remember watching that first movie and being like, wow, like, you know, the kills are done really well and like it's eliciting a reaction. And so part of me wants to praise the movie, but this is not what Halloween is. Like, I don't mind a movie doing this because I think that it's important to sometimes have film that represents death in a, in a not fun way, in a like gross way that gets a reaction. And I feel like maybe that's what these movies are trying to do. But I go, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. You're Halloween. This is not what Halloween is. And I'm all for filmmakers wanting to reinvent stuff and add a new spice, but your movie's so goofy that you don't get to try to make this deep statement about like voyeurism or us enjoying watching people being killed and trying to make us feel bad when your plot is so stupid. Like if another movie does that, fine. But you're doing this in the crazy Michael Myers Halloween world where you do stupid, goofy stuff and then also have these types of kills. So that's how I felt about the first one where I thought it was well done. I was impressed that it elicited a reaction from me, but I was like, this is not what Halloween is to me. And I feel like the filmmakers missed the point. And then also I was bummed out because they marketed it so much as Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers. And she's hardly in the movie. And then when she eventually does fight Michael Myers, he kicks her ass. (laughs) And she's like surprised when she's by windows and he's grabbing her through them. And I'm like, you've been preparing for this supposedly for 40 years. That's how the movie built it up is you have PTSD from what originally happened on that Halloween night. And now you want to like make sure you're safe. And so you've trained and you've steadied firearms and all this stuff only for none of it to matter because Michael still like almost kills you and he kills a bunch of other people. Um, And so all to say coming into this movie, I was excited because I'm like, okay, this was kind of like a um, force awakens situation where we're rebooting this beloved property and then we see it and we're like, Oh, this is kind of just the exact same story as before, but with some new characters, but okay, the next one, the next ones will the, is where they'll get cooking and do something original. And we'll find out if 
the this the second one did that for for me or maybe for you but those are my feelings on the first mm-hmm. one i thought it was a missed opportunity and i found the direction kind of weird considering it's a halloween film fair yes that all makes a lot of sense to me having just watched the sequel so okay well on yeah. that note then abby tell me what did you like about halloween kills what what was tasty for you what really lit your jack-o'-lantern what lit my <laughs> oh, the opening title sequence first of all just jack-o'-lanterns on fire it was really great yes it, um, agreed set the mood made me really happy uh i was you know for the f- first like half of the film i was pretty impressed i went in with low expectations um just like didn't expect to love it for whatever reason and i thought it was shot really well really well made all the things you already said um in the beginning of the movie it it does like a backflash to 1978 or whenever Yeah. yeah and I really enjoyed the way that that was shot versus the way that the rest of the movie was shot. Just that it felt like a old eighties horror movie, just the, yeah. the choices they made. And that was really fun to me that they didn't like just do the same thing, just set in the past. If that yeah. makes sense, mm-hmm. like visually. Um, so little choices like that, the, it was the movie was funny. I laughed a few times and just it was enjoyable um, in in the lighthearted moments. And the acting was great, had a really good cast. Um, the kills were really fun. They, they just did a great job. Gore. Really. <laughs> They did a great job. Gore. <laughs> you can't see it, audience, but Abby's Abby's eyes lighted up. She was like, gore. And I just saw little hearts. <laughs> little heart eye emojis. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to come up with a concise list of things that I enjoyed. Well, hey, I can jump in and then you can, if you get, if something sparks or whatever, yeah, like we can, we can do whatever you want, girl. Yeah, you go. Your turn. Well, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I think it's shot really well. And I really, I watched this like the week of Halloween. Um, And so the aesthetic of the movie is so fun. I feel the same way about the first one. Like I love that it's set on Halloween night and you have all the trick or treaters and you have all the costumes and the decorations. Like this movie felt like a nice blanket to wrap over myself where I just was like, oh, this is like home. Like I just want to live on Halloween night uh, for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, And so I think the movie captures the spirit of Halloween in a really fun way and the costume design and, and all that stuff, the production value, you know, uh, they just do a really good job of like, there's a bar, you know, that, a lot of people spend time in and like that bar was fun. And like, there's like an open mic night. Like I just like uh, visiting the different houses too, that are, you know, talking with trick or treaters and stuff. And it's just fun. And yeah, it, it, it made me laugh a couple times. There's some good humor. It was funny to me because 
the first movie received a lot of criticism for its humor and a lot of people were like, oh, that's Danny McBride, like make him tone it down in the second one. And so I feel like they really did, um, which I didn't really mm. mind the humor in the first one, to be honest, because for me, it was a nice it, it felt more in line with what we're doing uh, in terms of Halloween. Not, And that's not to say the original Halloween is funny, but it's also like it's like a kind of a campy slasher movie you know like we're not like watching like there will be blood or something like this is like a dude in a mask stabbing horny teenagers so um so anyway this film yeah there were parts that were intentioned to be like funny and they actually were funny and I, i laughed as well i think really good acting um minus the main cast and so i think like I think the so in the first movie, Abby, it focuses on Laurie Strode, her daughter, and then her granddaughter. Uh-huh. Those are kind of the three main characters. And I really liked okay. all of them in the first movie. But in this movie, I I didn't really like them. And I don't think Laurie Strode slash um whoever plays her, I forget her name and I feel bad because she's a legend, but um uh whoever plays Laurie Strode. I don't think she was. Uh, I don't think she was badly acting. I just think her character was boring. But then, the the mom and the daughter. I thought the mom was really extra, and so I thought that wasn't very good. And then I thought the uh, the granddaughter was very boring. We'll save that for for negatives. But that's just a long winded way of saying the whole rest of the cast. I thought was so fun. Like, and they're not really famous people. They're just like you know, randos. I didn't recognize any of them. And so the fact that there's like this guy, he's the one who organizes the mob and I was really into him. He's just like, Hey everyone, I'm coming here for open mic night. And I just want to remind you all that Michael murdered a bunch of people. So <laughs> cheers to that. And everyone's like, oh. so let's get him. yeah. Evil dies tonight. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I will jump in just about the, the grandmother mom and daughter you said the mom is really extra and i agree but if for whatever reason it felt right to me it like okay. that was a positive to me just like it was it was so over the top but it felt like what i would what i want from a campy movie okay just like uh that's fair which didn't fit with the rest of the cast or the movie, but just like in her moments that were so like ridiculous, I was like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> this is right." <laughs> Abby's like, "I'm vibing with this." this <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, again, I'm ha- I'm happy it worked for you. Um, always want people to be happy. So, um, once oh, again, you. another situation where I'm like, I wish I could switch spots with Abby. I want to be like you. <laughs> I want to talk like you. I want to walk like you. Um, how the rest of that song goes from the Jungle Book. Anyway. Um, but yeah, lots of fun, like, um, just side characters. There's two characters called uh, Big John and Little John. And they are a couple. And I found them really funny uh, together. Where it's just like this weird relationship where I'm like, I want to put you two together. But you work well together. Two fun, chill guys, and uh, just the fact that they both call each other Big John and Little John is kind of hilarious to me. It was perfect. <laughs> There's a part where um, they're they're uh, 
scaring trick-or-treaters with the original story of what happened in Halloween. (laughs) There was just something about an adult saying to a child who's a little butthole, and so he deserves it, but he just says to the child, he's like, you know what happened? This guy stabbed this girl in the tits. (laughs) And it just was like (laughs) something was so satisfying about that. Um, Anyway, um, another positive is like the first one, this film's got some gnarly kills. Like they they hurt people in this movie in ways where I was like, wow, that's very impressive. Like it looks awful. Like someone gets a freaking just a light like a um, what are they called? Uh, the the long vertical oh, or not like vertical a horizontal light bulb. yeah like a like a big long fluorescent bulb shoved into their neck and I remember yeah. Michael grabs it off the ceiling breaks it and I just was like oh man that's gonna suck so bad and then it does it sucks really bad it but sucked really bad it's impressive that there's a lot of times with horror films you watch it and you go oh wow like that didn't look very good or that looked very cheap or they obviously cut. This film, something that I'll say for it is like, there's never a moment where I was like, that looks bad. It's like every, every, to, to Abby's uh, heart eyes, gore, every moment of gore um, is beautiful um, and it's done well. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, this is a negative and a positive, as I'll say, the ending. The ending does something that, kind of made me really annoyed about the rest of the movie. But then simultaneously, I was like, finally, finally you're owning up to this thing that we have wanted to know about this property. And it made me excited for the next movie. Um, As much as I was frustrated by a lot of things with this movie, I went, okay, like you better commit to this because I have wanted to know about this. I've had questions about this for a long time. And so it seems like you're finally committing. So I'm excited to see what you do for the third movie. Um, but mm-hmm. again, there's, there's, there's some negative thoughts tied in there. Um, anything uh, else for you, Abby, any other uh, positives that are coming to mind? Um, no, nothing, nothing to add that hasn't been said already. I think this is a, a good smooth transition time. Good smooth transition time. <sighs> um, <laughs> let's get to negatives after that weird breathy transition. Um, what didn't work in this movie for you, Abby? Um, so I I realized that a big part of this is because I hadn't seen the first film. Mm-hmm. But I I truly felt like I was playing catch up the entire time. Um, there were. I I just didn't understand fully what was happening mm. at any point. Um and I've don't think I've ever I just watched a sequel to a mo- movie before, so I don't know if that is normal or not. <laughs> 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 but um yeah, just the characters were they all knew who each other they knew each other but they weren't friends, but it was like they, I mean, they're a town of people, so they do know each other, but also they're all like banding together to hunt down Michael. And I'm like, are these people like, is, do they know Michael? Like do why, what's the connection here? 
Is Michael going after them? Like, or are they just mad? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of those thoughts make sense. But basically, I was just trying to figure out who everyone was the entire time. Um, let's see. The so many things about the film are really fun. Like you're talking about the the two guys who live in Michael's old house. Big John, Big John, John and Little John. Big John and Little John. Um, so fun. Like, the first time we meet them, I was like, this is a blast. I'm so into this. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt about, um, like, a lot of things about the movie. Like, at first, I was like, this is great. And then as it continued on, I was like, I, this is the worst thing ever. I don't <laughs> like this anymore. <laughs> Now, is that spoil, spoiler thoughts or like what brought that that transition? How did the what made the movie lose favor with you? Um, the thing that really made it lose favor was the uh, lack of plot for me. Mm. Um, yeah. There just wasn't there wasn't enough going on to keep me into what was happening on the screen. After a while, it well, actually, this is kind of early in the movie when I was still Ooh. trying to figure out what the plot was. Uh-huh. I was like, is this just a montage of Michael killing people? <laughs> like, we're just seeing him show up at these people's houses. I don't know who they are. And then he kills them. And then he's somewhere else. And then he kills them. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's just what this is. And that wasn't, that's not the plot. But uh, just, I wasn't tracking. Yeah, you weren't picking up what it was putting down. No. Um, you did touch on this earlier, but the the film also like made me feel really icky. Mm, it, yeah. And it's not just like the killing people, but it was like the person that he, he put the light bulb through their neck. It was yeah. like, wait, we've only known this person for 30 seconds, but I think that they seem really nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is really effective of the film um but there is a scene later in the movie uh where we're really learning that the true horror is mob mentality um (laughs) yeah it's very stressful uh but it's just like this is not this isn't fun to watch this doesn't feel like a horror movie it feels like a really sad drama and yeah. it's just, I just feel, I don't feel good watching this. I want to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm with you. Um, uh-huh. It, yeah, it's just like, again, like, I feel like maybe the filmmakers want to be like, oh, that's the point. Like, do you think it's good to watch people get killed? Oh, we're subverting it because like. You know, horror is this huge industry that makes money off of watching people die. And oh, now, now, how does it feel, man? How does it feel to feel bad watching someone die? It's not, it's not good, right, man? And it's just like, shut up. <laughs> this is stop trying to get philosophy one on one on me. You're still making money off of it. Yeah, and you're not like, you, you don't get it. Like you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, the, we could have a whole long conversation, but you're just being a butthole like that's how it felt it just felt very in your face like we are purposely crafting this to make you feel really bad 
like it feels like every kill's designed to like elicit a really gross response. And again, this is going to be a spoiler for the first movie. So this is not for this movie. This is a spoiler for the first movie. But the scene that I just went, wow, that was kind of gross in the first movie is it's when Michael escapes. There's a bus crash that's transporting him and a bunch of other prisoners. He escapes and then there's a father and son and they are um, driving by when they see the the wreckage and so the dad goes to check but before he does he has a conversation with the son and basically you quickly find out the son's gay and he is much more you know uh reserved and he kind of has some more feminine tendencies and his dad's kind of more of like the typical man's man but they actually love each other and the 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 dad's like struggling with the son wanting to like do dancing instead, but he's also at the same time kind of being supportive. And the son's like, Hey, you know, I still love you. And I'll still, I forget the details. It's been a while, but it was like a really sweet scene where I was like, Oh wow. Like that was like kind of sweet. And then they have Michael just pop up later behind this kid. Who's like really young, this little, this little tiny gay kid. And then he just strangles him. And I just was like, this is gross. Like this isn't, and it lasts a long time. This kid's kicking and struggling. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, this is icky and not like fun. And I know, again, there's people who would be like, it's not supposed to be fun. You're watching people die. It's like, again, I'm not going to get into that conversation with you here. That's a whole other conversation with that uh, more intelligent and, you know, horror veterans who are have been around for a while could speak better, too. But, um, yeah, this film, it's just like you said, it really is a montage of just good people for the most part there's some idiots who die and i didn't feel bad for them but um (laughs) like one of the first people to die is like this sweet couple this older couple who are like just having a nice evening and they're you're kind of sassy with each other and again this is what i mean by the film being designed it's not just oh they're nice they get killed it gets dragged out it's like they're screaming and crying as they see each other get hurt they're seeing their loved ones be stabbed and they're saying, no, please stop, please help, help or run, baby, run, you know, and it's just gross. It's like watching a snuff film kind of. Um, mm. And again, I don't feel like the film gets to do that while having the goofy crap that it has in the movie, too. Um, it just feels very distasteful to me. Maybe that will sound pretentious to some people, but that's just how it felt to me again in this film. <laughs> Something that was really hard for me about this film also was there's no one to root for. Um, All of the people that I liked were getting immediately killed. Yeah. And who I suppose is the protagonist was the person like leading the mob. And (laughs) he was like really ridiculous and over the top and like fun in that way. But also like I hated him. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, you're a terrible, terrible person. (laughs) <laughs> and causing so much chaos. And it's like, I don't, I don't like anybody. This is not like, who's, who, how does something good happen in the end when I don't want anyone to win? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great question. That's philosophy, baby. Yeah. We're getting to the real deep questions here. <laughs> um, that's how I feel about the universe. I'm like, how do we get, <laughs> that's how I feel about planet Earth. How do we get <laughs> to a happy ending if I don't like anyone? <laughs> <laughs> if, if we all suck <laughs> yeah except for you abby i think you're great um yeah. but uh 
Yeah, no, I, I love the idea that they set up with this like reboot sequel of like, it's Laurie Strode's, you know, granddaughter having to fight Michael Myers. I'm like, that's cool. Like you have a film about three women, like as a family coming together to face this like evil that's been this shadow over the grandma. And you can touch on PTSD and abuse and her being a bad mother. And it's like, again, I think it's cool to have a story about three women coming of varying ages coming together to fight this like unstoppable evil, but they just get sidelined in the first movie and in this movie too, to where, like you said, they're kind of in the background, hardly doing anything and then you just have a bunch of randos um, to where it is kind of like, okay, I'm just watching Michael kill people. And there's not suspense because I know he's going to kill them. <laughs> so it's not like, ooh, maybe like when you have a cast of teenagers at a cabin, you're kind of like playing the, okay, who's going to die and who's not going to die game. But mm-hmm. since we know just because of film language and marketing and all this stuff, we know that these people are just random people. So I, this really was an opportunity for the film to shine. And if it's not going to focus on those three characters that I just mentioned, again, the, the family, the Strode family, which, again, is a weird choice, but whatever. This is an opportunity to introduce new heroes and surprise us, have someone almost get killed, and then they miraculously become a protagonist or they figure something out um it, mm-hmm. it, but it, it's just like oh okay yep he's at a new house and of course he's gonna murder the crap out of these people and move on and it gets kind of tiresome uh, <laughs> watching it happen yep. over and over again yep yeah i agree um it could have been a really interesting opportunity to have a conversation or like a a narrative on like generational trauma and like family patterns or whatever. But I don't think that's what they're trying to do. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Doesn't seem like it. (laughs) (laughs) To go to the mob thing, that was something that really didn't work for me either because it felt like the film was wagging its finger at you saying, Hey, see, see what happens. Cause it, like it made me think specifically about America, mm-hmm. you know, before the pandemic and then during the pandemic, but I'm like, I'm not the type of person who, uh, you're talking to. Like, I'm like, I, it really felt like, Oh, like mob mentality. And it felt, it reminded me of just like, it made me think about just like everything that happened at the Capitol. And I'm like, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not trying to make this political, but I'm like, I'm vaccinated. Like I wore a mask, like when I was asked to, (laughs) and I, you know, didn't storm the Capitol and, you know, steal people's stuff and try to, you know, make anarchy happen. And so when this film kind of has a message that seems kind of like it's pointing your, its finger at the audience, I'm like, I'm disconnected because I'm not this type of person. (laughs) And I don't think the type of person that is, is necessarily going to get what you're saying or be open to hearing it. So it feels a little bit pointless. (laughs) It did. It felt very pointless. Like in that scene, even like they're in the hospital and I noticed on one of the walls, there's a, there was like just a poster that said, have you been vaccinated? And Mm. I was like, wow, a little on the nose. Um, But I guess you're in a hospital. I don't know. But just watching it play out very much reminded me of the insurrection and 
rather than having a message, it just felt like watching the insurrection again. Yeah. Like it, I felt the same way that I did when, when it was happening back in January and it was just kind of traumatic. It's like, ah, this is stressing me out. This doesn't feel good. These kinds of people are my neighbors. Yeah. And that's the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It just it reminded me of all the gunk in real life. And I'm like, I kind of, I mean, again, mm-hmm. films can say stuff and should be representative of real life. But again, this is Halloween we're talking about. And so I just was like, you're making me feel icky in all these different ways. But even just from a storytelling mm-hmm. uh, storytelling standpoint, the mob story just works as a distraction. And it doesn't ultimately pay off in any satisfying way. And also it's really dumb because basically a big part of it is that, um, you know, it's like, Oh, we're trying to kill Michael. And then they see someone who they think is Michael. And so they're like, Oh, let's kill him. And it's like, no wait, it's not him. And now don't you regret like attacking this person? But what's dumb about it is that in the movie, they show Michael's um, freaking headshot on the news. We don't get to see it as the audience because we're not allowed to know what Michael's face looks like. But they saw it. It's not blurred on the TV screen. A news anchor is not going to be like, this man is wanted. Look at this blurred photo. They should know what Michael looks like. And also, Laurie Strode knows what Michael looks like. And so there's this scene, basically, of everyone chasing someone. And it's like... Is it him? Let's get him. And I'm like, you all were watching the television. You know what he looks like. And he is a giant six foot something. And the person you're chasing is a bald, short tubby man. You think that guy is the guy who is lifting people up in the air and pinning them to the wall with a knife? I was like, y'all are dumb. And I guess maybe that was the point. But it was really frustrating to watch. No, yeah. Yeah. Even after that whole scene is over, someone was talking to the person leading them up. And it's like, how do we even know? Like, no, that wasn't him. And then he's like, how do we know? That could have been him. He always wears a mask. Yeah. It's like, like, you saw him. Idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Stop. If you think that was him, then stop chasing Michael. And then they all immediately leave to go do it again. It's like, how? There are no repercussions to this. And no, like, no remorse. They just move on. Yeah. And again, the it film, was- it's like, the film's like, oh man, isn't that bad that they did that? And it's like, you know, we're watching a Halloween movie. Like, the, yes, mobs are bad, but this these are mobs trying to kill a serial killer. And I'm not saying that justifies it, but it's like, this is a weird angle to take in your movie where it's like, this is like, in a Halloween film, I want to make a commentary about mob mentality. Shame on you guys for trying to kill this evil masked killer who's killed like 50 people in your town. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't it's know. A weird, it's a weird place to draw a parallel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to where, yeah. like, I, again, I don't mind statements or messages in film, but this just really felt kind of like, oh, we're going through this now, so I would like to put it into my movie. And it's like, eh, this doesn't really... <laughs> It, maybe like craft a movie from the beginning that you know that fits the story as opposed to like like it would be weird to be watching like a marvel superhero movie and then all of a sudden it's just kind of like what's that like thanos is attacking the capital 
oh, but he doesn't like, you know, understand. It's just like, all right, <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so something too that annoyed me is so as much as there are characters that I really liked and then it's icky watching them die just for as much that there's that there's also characters ah deep sigh who are incredibly dumb and do dumb things and I know this is a uh, critique against the horror genre as a whole and this movie is a perfect example of why people feel that way myself included I think it's a it's a um, a fair critique a lot of the times this movie the scene that broke me there was lots of scenes that broke me where I just like I watched this movie by myself and there was a couple times where I just went hoi yay and I kicked my leg in the air because I was so annoyed <laughs> I felt like a grouchy old man um, but there's a scene in this film and it, it's, uh, it's two characters and they go back into their house and after having left it momentarily, they go back into their house and one sees a bloody handprint on their back door. They're frozen in fear. Understandable. Eventually their partner comes and says, what's up? Why are you being weird? And they go, oh my gosh, there's a bloody handprint on the door. I think someone's in the house. All of this is fine. These are normal reactions. But then what they do next is where we enter crazy town. These people see a bloody handprint, come to the conclusion that someone's in their house, and they go, you know what? Let's lock ourselves in. Not really. We're just locking the doors so people from outside can't get in. Because to lock a door while you're inside a house means that you can unlock it because you are locking it. So they lock their doors, which I'm, again, I'm, I know this, I'm really dumbing it down, but this is how dumb it is. The killer could unlock it and then leave. So I don't understand what the point of that was. So they lock themselves in, they get knives and they go up the stairs and they're like, let Wait. no, one of them does. They search separately. They split up. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? You want to get murdered. Like, as soon as you see the bloody handprint and you know there's someone in the house, you leave. You call the cops and you leave. These two are like, no, Scooby-Doo, we're, we're investigating and we're going to do it separately. <laughs> it broke me, Abby. There's so much stuff like that in this movie and it broke me. Mm-hmm. I think those are the points that I was referring to where I was like, I liked this. Now I hate it. <laughs> yep this is not good anymore <laughs> yeah there's there's a point too where someone's like all right this is where we should go this is where we need to go to find michael and they're like okay let's do it and they arrive then he goes all right i'm gonna go in by myself you guys can't come <laughs> I was, no, that was another i'm gonna go one. in by myself can we come you can but i don't want you to yeah and they say okay I'm not going to stop you, but please don't. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And, they, and then they go I'll in and you here. just hear, ah! <laughs> it's like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> oh, it hurt me so much. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that cracked me up was, um, and then we can get to our ratings, which classic Kyle, I forgot to have us guess what um, we were, what we thought the other one was going to give this film. But, 
that is okay. I forgot that too. It, you know, we're a little, re- I mean, I forget all the time anyway, but, um, I, I will claim in this, in this case, it's been, a, it's been a while. So don't, I don't want any angry tweets at me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I don't understand how Michael catches up to people. He walks everywhere. He doesn't run. They make a very big point of showing that he walks everywhere. He quickly walks. He has a Peloton bike, I'm sure, somewhere, and he just uses that bad thing so that he can, you know, speed walk. But this film... He does walk briskly. He does. But this film also finally showed me how it happens. Because <laughs> there's this thing that cracked me up where a woman runs away from Michael, and he's in the distance. And she's put so much distance between her and him. And I was like, wow, good job, girl. Like, dang. Like, yeah, this he can't catch up to you because he refuses to run. So you're good. And then she gets tired and then she stops and she hides behind a tree. Um, and I was like, and then he he catches up to her and then he's looking around. And I was like, you just had to keep going. And so that was something that drove me crazy is that I'm just like, I don't understand how this dude, I, I get when he bursts into a home that's claustrophobic. He's going to pin you quickly, but a lot of people die outside in like the street or in a park. And I'm just like, how is he, how is he catching up to these people? Um, and I found out it's because they stop running and they just wait. Um, so it is lack of effort. Yeah. It's like a, 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 yeah. a tortoise in the hair, uh, where the tortoise has a, has a, has a <laughs> knife and, um, <laughs> the hair gets and the tired hair and then the tortoise can't, is like, can't keep running. Yeah. Uh, the, I did no- notice, uh, one other situation where Michael was walking behind someone, running away, and I was like, "Look at them! Look at them run! That is barely a jog." They're like, <laughs> "Oh no, Michael, don't I need to hurry!" Don't get I'm like, me, Michael. Well, yeah, I could catch up to them walking too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no any other here. any other um, negatives, my friend? Uh, before we um, get to uh, our ratings and then spoiler town. I don't think so. I think that I've I've done enough shit on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Abby's like, I'm sore from all the shit that I've done on this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that. <laughs> you're like, no, you're putting those words in my mouth. Don't like that. <laughs> Please omit that. <laughs> um, cool. Well, Abby, what did you end up giving Halloween on, on a scale to A uh, through F? D. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. I gave it yeah. a, a D plus. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. Very close. Like, it's a weird thing because there's other movies that have gotten, you know, higher grades or... Um, D's um, in the past that are like not even close to like being as well made as this one is. So again, that's why I always want to say like, do not compare. This film is such a low rating for me because it just pissed me off. Like again, like it is fun. It's got a good vibe, but eventually kind of like what you said, Abby, that you helped me uh, figure out the biggest problem is that this movie just wore out its welcome. It just is like, it's kind of like a quick, flirtsy thing where you're like "Ooh, that person's really cool and then you hang out with them and then immediately the same day you're just like oh nope nope Mm-mm. never mind <laughs> <laughs> don't like this person too much i'm allowed to change my mind yes 
I will not be going to dinner with you as well. We will have just met at the party and we'll never see each other again. Unless you get your photo put up on the news for being a murderer and then I see it and then I forget it and then I start a mob and, um, you know. Uh, yeah. Someone down. Yeah, someone. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. I know you don't look like <laughs> any. You don't look remotely close to who the murderer is, but you could be the murderer. But there's no proof you're not. Um, you know who there really is. <laughs> so yeah, we got a D. Do you say D minus or D? I said D. Okay, we got a D and we got a D plus. Two D's, double D. Some would say. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let us get. Uh, to Spoiler City, where all the girls are pretty and all the spoilers are running from something, trying to make a name for themselves. And we will we'll talk, shop, and gore! Gore! <laughs> okay. Abby, we're back. It's Spoiler Town. This goes without saying, audience, but we're talking spoilers. I know I've already kind of spoiled the first Halloween. Um, so if you're here, you probably don't care. Or you've seen the movie. Happy to have you here regardless. What's something you need to talk about, Abby? What's a spoiler you got to get off your chest? What's something that we need to discuss? A spoiler I have to get off my chest. Really building the suspense. First. Okay. You yes. go first. Uh, this was planned, everyone. I was like, okay, Abby, when we come back, I'm going to ask you, and then you <laughs> pause dramatically, and then you pass it to me. They'll, they'll never see it coming. So good play, Abby. Um, <laughs> I So something that uh, drew uh, d- drove me crazy was Michael freaking – and so this is, this is the ending being good and bad No is that watching this whole movie, I was like, someone just needs to shoot Michael in the head. Why is that so god hard? I was like, he gets stabbed. And just like these things kept happening where I was like, this man is supernatural. He is not a man. And that's what's always bothered me Mm -hmm. about the Halloween films where I'm like, you have to pick a lane. Is this person killable? I am frustrated when they don't die like at the end you know that annoys me but whatever if you just if they just if no one like gets the right opportunity they're still human but no one gets the right opportunity it's fine or are they adjacent are they a zombie that is you know it doesn't matter what you do to it it's going to come back and this is i think really bogged down this franchise because it's not just that, but they tease you with Michael's not just a man. He's evil incarnate. He is evil itself. And Dr. Loomis, you know, that was his whole thing in the original Halloween. It's like, I've seen evil mm-hmm. and it's this guy. But that's all they'll ever say. It's like, why? Why is this dude? Like, there's plenty of people who have killed <laughs> more people than right. Michael. So what makes Michael this? Why does that? Thing of evil. There's plenty of people who like snapped or kids who've had trauma who do think, and they're not evil. They're just mentally ill. So what? Why does everyone? Why is everyone like getting so dramatic about Michael's like personality, his core? Like obviously, it makes sense to be upset that he's killing people. So I want to be like, don't be dramatic. He's just killed like fifty people. <laughs> I just mean everyone's always. That's what's annoying about the franchise is that it has characters kind of like 
verbally expressing like, ah, hmm, I wonder, like, what is, Michael is no longer a man, he is evil. And so this film, the whole time I was like, wow, like, people are so dumb. Like, there were scenes where um, uh, people, of course, they point the gun at Michael and they're like, ha, gotcha. And they pull the trigger and it's empty. And I just was like, oh, my God, it's so annoying (laughs) watching people almost kill michael and then something just happens uh looks like you want to say something Abby. go ahead (laughs) yes no it just reminded me of i mean it's the same scene but there's a car full of people Uh, yep (laughs) and and uh michael is obviously trying to kill them and the windows are broken this car's a mess and there's a girl who has a gun and she's like i'm gonna get out of this car quick so she falls out the window of the car instead of opening the door and getting out. Yeah. Um, so she falls on the ground, then runs away from the car, and then shoots the car with the gun from yes. a long distance. Yeah. I'm like, what are you trying to do? What is your goal here? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, none of that makes sense. Not a single bit of it. No, and then, and then she, she ends dies. up shooting herself. <laughs> she shoots herself in the head. So there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like Michael throughout this whole film, like he's just like he can't be stopped. And then it gets to the end. He gets stabbed with a pitchfork in the back. His head then falls on the stairs, and the freaking mom curve stomps him. And I was like, oh damn! Like, wow. But I knew he wasn't dead, but I was like, wow, okay, like he should at least be significantly injured. But then he gets back up and then the mom steals his mask and is like, you want your mask, Michael? Come get it. And so then he follows her. And I was like, this is BS. He got stabbed in the back with a pitchfork. I don't care how strong... You know, you take a strong, like, Olympian athlete, you stab them in the back with a pitchfork. They're not just, like, doesn't mean anything to me. And this dude, he's strong, but he's not, like, working out in prison, you know? Like, Michael's not, like, hitting the gym. I do know that, Abby. You need to watch the first movie. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I bring that up is because they they show him in the in the the psych ward and all he does is stand outside staring at the wall (laughs) and he's old Ah, he's been in he's been in jail for like like 40 years or something so this is not the physique of someone who (laughs) i was thinking about that if it's been like 40 years since the last time he killed then he's got to be like 60 years old yeah he's like 50 or 60 yeah and not like again working out (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. kind of ridiculous so anyway so he he gets down at the pitchfork he gets curve stomped he gets up he follows the mom and then surprise she's led him directly into the mob and i was like "Ooh, okay oh, like no. and then you get this I, I i thought this was fun you get a montage of the the mob just being the shit out of Michael and it felt good. It felt real good to watch it because he had been such a dick to everyone the whole movie that I admit I got some pleasure just watch, watching them all attack him and it seemed like they killed him but again they were doing the annoying thing 
of not like doing kill shots. Um, even though again, they're just beating him up. They're just beating him up. But people have guns. I'm like, I need someone to take, and they have multiple guns, but they seem to disappear at the right moments. The film wants them to. I just want someone to stand over Michael and just fire into his head a bajillion times. Maybe that would look goofy, but I want that scene. I want someone just being like, "Nope, this is this is like this is we need more." Bam, 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 bam. Let's they, just let's just see if it'll work. Yeah, let's just you know let's just cut off his head to be safe. Like let's dismember him and send each <laughs> body part to separate areas of the world. Keep it in a concrete mm-hmm. box surrounded by Bibles and trenches. But anyway, so that happens. Bibles and trenches. And then it starts cutting back and forth between Lori and the police officer, who I have lots of thoughts on. Um, And they start going, you know what? Yeah, that was our mistake. Michael's not a man. He's evil. And every time he kills someone, he gets more powerful. And I was like, where is this coming from? What? Like, what? Like, it was out of nowhere. But then again... Why do they have this inside? Yes, exactly. And then as they're saying this, you see Michael start to get up after having been, quote unquote, killed. Basically, the film finally communicating, guess what? That's right. Mm -hmm. Michael is supernatural. And then he kills the whole mob. And so that's where my um, thing about the ending being a good and a bad thing is I am excited for this third movie. Cause I'm like, okay, you finally committed to Michael being a supernatural evil threat. So that's exciting. Cause I'm like, how will Lori stop him? Will she stop him? How will the granddaughter, like, what does that look like now that we know? Cause you're going to approach that differently than uh, you're going to approach fighting Michael differently, knowing that he's like, evil actually evil itself and not just a dude because the mob mentality makes sense like he's just a dude we can track him down if there's enough of us we can kill him but when you know he's like an evil zombie that's when you're like can we get a nuke can we nuke this town will that even help do we need an exorcist um that's exciting but it makes the whole movie kind of frustrating because if you want to rewatch halloween 2018 and then halloween kills you're just like this is all stupid and pointless because he's just evil itself and no one knows it. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate it. And it's dumb. It is. You're right. Thank you. You're right. Say it some more. You're right, Kyle. Thank you. It is dumb. (laughs) Um, I have a few more thoughts, but do you have anything you want to talk about Abby first? Well, just, my thoughts on what you were just talking about of like, now that they know there's so much more they can do in the next movie. But like, to be just completely honest, I don't really, I kind of doubt that they're going to do that. Like, no, I agree. Kinda, yeah. Like it, which is just unfortunate because it could be a really fun point to like take a turn and like shift into a new subgenre of horror, even if they wanted to. But it's just going to be the same Michael slasher versus townspeople situation. And I don't know, like, what does that even mean to be evil itself? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's true. Like, okay. <laughs> Michael's chasing you, and again, you're 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 speed walking, and so he's not he's nowhere close to you, and you're just like, "What do you no. even mean, Michael? What does even mean what to is, be you?" And he just starts crying. What is evil, really? He's like, "Whoa!" Explain yourself. I never thought about that. That's deep, man. Because again, Michael kind of has the the mind of a child because you know he never really grew up. Yeah. So he maybe he's like, "Whoa, whoa, what am okay. I? What's my purpose?" Okay. Maybe I kill to fill the big hole that's in my heart. I don't know why I'm doing the Jurassic Park theme song. It has nothing to do with Halloween. It fits. It fits. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So supportive, even when it's not warranted, but thank you. Um, So, no, I agree with you. Like, I'm excited by giving them the benefit of the doubt, but that's why I made the Star Wars comparison, too, because it really was like... Okay, A New Hope. Oh, man, you kind of just did the exact same thing as the old Star Wars movie. Okay, the middle one, though, that's mm-hmm. where it's going to be different. Oh, whoa, that was that was kind of a waste of time, too? A weird direction. Uh, Don't love that. Okay, but the third one, yes. we're back. This is the, the, the last one, so I'm feeling excited, and then I also didn't like that. So <laughs> this is probably what, what will happen with Halloween Ends, I think is what it's going to be called. Um, but mm-hmm. I am I'm at least glad that they just finally said like yeah he's evil like he came back like it's not just oh he got stabbed and he he lived through it which is believable but you know what or i mean unbelievable itself but i can let it pass a, a couple times but at least now they're like oh no he got shot he got stabbed he was dead he came back he is evil itself and as abby said what does that even mean i'm like true but at least <laughs> at least we know what we're dealing with here so hopefully it will be a little bit different, but you're right. I, I mean, based on how I felt about these first two movies, I I should not be optimistic. So thank you for trying to protect me and keep my expectations realistic. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're, to quote the, the haunting of, of Hill House TV show, I'm like a kite, and uh, without you, I would, would float away. Um, so thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so sad um very sweet something else that drove me crazy i think this is really the last thing that just was like a big like annoying thing to me was um the police chief who's also in the hospital with um or maybe he's not chief i don't know what he is but he's the main police officer uh, and again, Abby, he was he was stabbed. I think you see the flashback in this movie, but he was stabbed in the neck, thought he was dead. He comes back in this uh-huh. movie and he's just mainly in the hospital. But uh, you get to see in the flashback um, his interaction with Michael the first night of the original Halloween film, which I, too, I really liked that. I liked the aesthetic. I thought it was cool, but it made me really hate his character because He's chasing after Michael. He sees Michael. He shoots at Michael. He takes some shots at Michael. He's like, stop. Michael keeps walking. So he pops off a couple rounds, misses, whatever, you know, and then follows Michael into his house with his uh, other fellow police officer. Michael gets a hold of the police officer. He has them at gunpoint. He decides to shoot to try to kill Michael, hits the police officer in the neck. And then uh, Michael walks out the door and he's got the police officer. And he's like, oh, man, I feel bad. And then the police capture Michael outside. 
And Dr. Loomis is like, yo, this guy is evil himself. I'm going to shoot him in the head. And everyone's like, yep, we're fine with that because he's killed a ton of people and he's evil. And then now our police officer who has already fired multiple bullets at Michael, who has tried to kill Michael, has accidentally killed one of his own friends trying to kill Michael, walks up and in the last minute smacks the gun away from Dr. Loomis killing Michael and goes, no, this isn't right. And I was like, what? You have tried to kill him multiple times already. And now you're taking Mm -hmm. the high ground of no, no, which I get, you know, you could argue one was in the moment of pursuance and in action, but then once mm -hmm. he's in custody, it really is more like, that's like an execution. It's like execution. I understand that. Um, from a like in a real world moment, I don't want police officers just executing people. But from as a viewer, knowing who Michael is and having just witnessed those previous scenes, it was incredibly frustrating and it did not elicit sympathy to this character. So when he said, It's my fault all of this happened, I out loud went, Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting because it was pretty clearly like a a juxtaposition of like the individual versus mom mentality, like parallel to what was yeah. happening in the hospital. Uh, Cause like in the flashback, it's like, he's the one standing up and being like, no, while the rest of the police officers are standing there like, yeah, go for it. Do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it did make me wonder what would happen in the next movie with that character of like, well, what role would they play in bringing Michael down as someone who wants to like not do the mom mentality thing, you know, <laughs> like how are they planning on bringing Michael down in a just way? Cause that I think is the only like feel good end result now. And I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Yeah. That's, that's a funny point. Yeah. They get the whole town together. Like, Hey, listen, we are going to kill Michael, but just us two. No one else. No mob mentality. You guys, we ha- this has to, we have to do this right. You guys go home. Yeah, you guys go home and we're going to kill Michael. But be warned, he may show up to your house and kill you all for a while until we get to the third act and have the showdown. So try to be Definitely as will. despicable as possible. So that you don't get killed. So if you're saying lovey-dovey things to your spouse, if you have a good relationship, you cut that out right now because <laughs> it means you will die. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I get like I'm curious, which is funny. It's like I'm curious. You know that I've been done so dirty by this this franchise two times, and like specifically, I mean, not the Halloween franchise itself, but these two these two films. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest criticism. Again, it's like it's a great pitch of someone being like, hey, let's ignore all the bad sequels. Let's just pick up years later when Lori's an adult. She has all this trauma. And then it's about her and her granddaughter and her daughter fighting Michael. And they're no lo- she's no longer a damsel in distress. She is a powerful woman who's ready to fight evil. That's such a great pitch. And I just really kind of resent these films for just the weird choices they make of being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to sell the movie, but that's not actually what it is. We're just going to like show people who are nice getting murdered. (laughs) 
I'm like, you've wasted two films just doing this. And then again, inserting weird political commentary that has no, like even the the whole execution thing. I'm like, that seems kind of like gross too to bring up when mm-hmm. that's something that we're having conversations about, like police officers, like doing things that they shouldn't do. And it feels like, again, right. in the in the film, I'm like, yeah, shoot. Michael, because again, like I'm watching it through the lens of this is a ridiculous slasher movie. He is evil. Let's not waste time being nice. He needs to die. But I feel like for all the awareness and like finger wagging the film wants to have here, then has a has a moment where there's a bunch of police officers being like, yeah, let's just execute this person. I'm like, (laughs) and that's what shows me that it's not as intelligent as it wants to be and doesn't understand what kind of movie it's making. You don't get to have it both ways. And so both of these films have been a big Mm. waste of time. And I doubt the third one's going to make up for it. But because I'm me, I'm going to watch it. And we'll probably talk about it here. <laughs> so. <laughs> Cannot wait. Yeah. I kind of wish, though, that I could uh, erase your memory of this film so that then we could watch. <laughs> have you watched the third film, having not seen any of the other two? And that would be oh, really I fun. I wish that, too. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I'll probably watch the first one. Yeah, so you'll have to let me know what you think. I have the whole story. The untold story. Yeah. Um, any any final thoughts, Abby, about Halloween uh, kills that you, you want to get off your chest before we uh, skedaddle? You know, um, not really. Just that I don't want to, for, like, I don't want to leave with just saying that Halloween kills sucked and was a terrible movie. Uh, because the production value of it was really great. There were so many really enjoyable aspects to it. And as far as just like a Halloween slasher movie, I watched the whole thing. So that says something. <laughs> I want that as a um, a review blurb on a movie's poster. It's like Halloween kills. And it's like, I watched the whole thing, Abby Smith. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just gore exclamation point <laughs> gore <laughs> that's my dream now abby is to make a movie make a horror movie and then have that be a review from you that's on the cover it's just you screaming gore <laughs> and everyone's like who is that what <laughs> no okay, i think someday. it's a i think it's a it's again like we don't want to be you know, no, we don't want to have bad vibes here. So I'm going to be critical. I'm going to voice my opinion. But I, again, that's why I appreciate having you here. Um, good vibe, Abby. That's what they always said in college, and it's remained <laughs> true. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like it takes a lot of work to make a movie, and there are like for as again the the reason the film for me got the rating it did, which is funny because I gave it a higher rating than you technically did, but I've been much more angry. Um, is because it annoyed me is because of the decisions it made but it is a very watchable movie and it is very mm-hmm. like again I, I i still feel the same way about it being that warm blanket despite those scenes of ickiness there is that halloween fun vibe that feels like a nice little blanket so um if someone was like hey i haven't seen this can i would you can you watch it with me i wouldn't be like ugh, no i would be like okay like, I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not watching it with you. Right. I would be like, okay, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, again, if you're still here, you've 
don't care or you've already seen the movie, but I really do feel like how people feel about the first one will dictate how they feel about this one because they're very similar despite the the weird mob story that was not in the first one. And Lori does have a bigger role in the first one, as does her granddaughter and her daughter. Um, so, yeah, you'll have to let me know mm-hmm. what you think, Abby, whenever you go back and watch that original one. Um, yeah, I will. Okay, well, me and the audience are going to hold you to that. So, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll, I'll record my own special little episode i love it yeah and send it to you cool yeah, right. <laughs> yeah <it's> just <laughs> i mean honestly Two years we, later <laughs> yeah we should do uh whenever the the um the third one comes out we should do a uh one for the first one just be like hey now abby's seen the first one too <laughs> and it can be the like the week before we put the the review out for the third one. So we have our nice little mm-hmm. Halloween trilogy. Um, the and, trilogy. And Abby saw it in a weird order. She went two, one, three. <laughs> two, one, three. <laughs> or maybe we don't let you watch the first one until after you see the third one. Uh, two, it's two, three, one. Um, oh, and then we'll do the first one and I'll be like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Th- you're like, it's a masterpiece. I take everything bad. I said back it all. It'll I was perfect. wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, audience, uh, if you're still here, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, again, sorry about peacing out for a little bit. Happy to be back. Um, I'm actually going to be recording another one of these tomorrow. So there should be uh, at least two weeks of night shift content. So and we'll see what happens so after horror. that. All the horror. That was me reenacting someone dying from Halloween kills. Um, anyway. Um, Accurately. Thank you. Um but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. And uh, let us know what you thought about this movie. We'd be curious what um, what you guys thought. And we'll see you next time on The Night Shift. Bye, Abby. Bye. Gore!